Thank you, ladies. I'm thankful to be a part of a church that cares enough about people, not just to announce that we're having church, but that you let your light shine during the week. And I'm glad that there's so many folks involved in being a help and being a blessing to others. And the song is true. How could we help a world we never touch? Beautiful song, beautiful music. I appreciate that so much. Heavenly Father, bless the preaching of your word. I pray your will be accomplished. I hunger to be a blessing. I want the truths of the sermons to be helpful as men Ladies, go to work on Monday and young people go to school. And as we live our lives, a Christianity that's just for Sunday is not what we need, but a Christianity that helps us all week long in facing and fighting the battles and difficulties and living in victory. That's our heart's desire. Bless in the preaching, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the most amazing life stories... One of the most convicting and challenging life stories I ever read was of a Holocaust survival survivor by the name of Victor Frankl. He was born in March 1905. He was an Austrian neurologist, psychiatrist, philosopher, and an author. In 1941, he married a nurse She died in the Bergen-Belsen concentration camp. Frankel's father, Gabriel from Moravia, he died in the Theresienstadt ghetto concentration camp in February 1943. He was age 81. He died of starvation and pneumonia. Frankel's mother and brother were both killed in Auschwitz. His sister Stella escaped to Australia. Frankel survived four different concentration camps over a period of three years. And he credited his survival to not only his attitude, but his work in helping fellow Jews to have an attitude of survival and victory. This month, we are having what I've called the Victory Campaign. Not only are we working to bring people to church and to Christ, and that's how you have victory in life, is to know Christ as Savior. But we want to learn more about the victory that we have in Christ, not just in eternity, but in our lives now. Without a doubt, every victor in the Bible had an attitude of victory long before victory ever came. They had an attitude of victory before the battle, during the battle, during the losses in battle, and they kept that attitude all the way through until they claimed the victory in their life. Many examples we could follow. One would be of Caleb. Caleb was of the 12 spies that went into the land of Canaan, and if you recall the story, ten of the spies came back and said, we cannot do what God's called us to do. The people in Canaan are bigger than we are. There are giants in the land, and it's impossible to take the land. The Bible says that Caleb and Joshua stilled the people because that brought about a murmuring. It brought about a 
feeling of defeat that they couldn't do and take the land that God had promised them. And Caleb, he stilled the people and he said, we can. In fact, let us go up at once and we can have the victory. You know the story. It was 45 years because of the murmuring and complaining, because of the lack of faith. They didn't inherit the promised land until 45 years later. These are the words of Caleb at age 85. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said these 40 and 5 years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet, don't miss this, I am as strong this day I was in the day that Moses sent me. I don't know if that's true, but that was his attitude. Caleb had a spirit and attitude of victory. I want to say today, if you and I are going to enjoy the victory that God has for us in our lives, we must have an attitude of victory. Paul said, I can, I can. Success comes in cans. I can. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I love the attitude of Joseph. He had a dream as a young man. And that dream was that he would be a leader. He would be a help to the nation. And he carried that dream and thinking his brothers would be excited. And he told them and they hated him for the dream that he had. In fact, Joseph ends up in a pit waiting to be sold as a slave to travelers. He later ended up in prison. Joseph never lost his attitude of victory. What God has promised, jo Joseph believed he would enjoy in his life. When it came to the end of the story, he said in Genesis chapter 50, and Joseph said unto them, Fear not. For am I in the place of God? He said, he said I'm, I'm in the will of God. I'm in the place of victory. As for you, ye thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day. You know what he said? The things you thought would stop me, they only help me to accomplish God's will in my life. I love Joseph's attitude of being a victor. The Lord Jesus died that we might have victory, not just in eternity, but have victory now. I want to preach to you today, your attitude makes a difference. Your attitude makes a difference. And you and I, dear friend, are on the winning side. Let's act like it. You may be in the midst of a battle, and some of you are. You may go through a valley, and I know some who are. But I want to say this morning, by the grace of God, we need to claim an attitude that says, I'm a winner either way. I'm on God's side. I'm going to have faith in him and have an attitude of a victor. Our text passage says, do all things without murmurings and disputings. Colossians 3.23, the Bible says, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Proverbs 17.22 a merry heart doth good like a medicine. 
The Bible also said that laughter is like a medicine. I told the folks in Sunday school, I, I had some flight delays, and I missed church Wednesday night. I sat, I was going to have to pay rent on that chair I sat in in Atlanta, and uh, I, I got to a baggage claim, and you know, you have to wear a mask, of course, in the airplane, in the airport, and so I just got tired. I, I just wanted to breathe a few minutes, and I, I took it off at the baggage claim, and a woman starts yelling at me, and she says, aren't you supposed to wear a mask? And, uh, and, and I looked at her, and I said, I pointed at my hearing aids, and I said, and I have no idea what I said. I hope I wasn't unkind to her. I was trying to say, have a good day. She said, she said something, I don't know. She said, he's crazy or something and walked away. <laughs> Laughter does good like a medicine. That was the only fun time I had in the airport the whole time right there. Colossians 3.10, and have put on the new man which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Colossians 3.17, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Hebrews 13 and verse number 15, By Him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. That means in the good times and the bad times, that means in the tough times and the enjoyable times, we must decide, hey, if I'm going to win, I need to have the attitude of a victor. I want to give you just several principles and statements about having an attitude of, vic uh, of, of victory. Frankel said this, if you find the why in life, if you find the why in life, we can bear almost any how. Here's what he was saying. If you find purpose in life, you'll live to fulfill that purpose. It doesn't matter what you go through to get there. Here's what Paul said in the book of Romans chapter 12. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. May I say this morning, all of us have a purpose to live. Now the devil may try to hide that purpose or might try to keep you from seeing that purpose in life. But any time the devil says to you there's no reason to live, you tell the devil he's a liar. God has a will for your life. And no man lives or dies to himself. And you and I are to be a light in this world and we're to be salt in this world. There is a reason to live. And that reason to live, whether it's your marriage or your family, whether at your place in church or work uh, uh, you have a purpose and purposes in life we need to focus on the why and not the how Proverbs 29 18 the Bible says where there is no vision the people perish there was a time that Victor Frankl wrote that in the concentration camp many were dying and they had given up hope that they would ever be rescued, they would all die there. He said to a friend one day, he said, hey, one of, one of my friends has smuggled a transistor radio in the concentration camp. 
And the news is reporting that we're going to be rescued in just a few short weeks. Word began to spread. And the, the number of deaths each day, they started going down. And folks, they found hope in that news. It was discovered that nobody had a radio. Some were angry at Frankel, and here's what he said. I wanted you to see if you have hope, you have strength. If you have hope, you can survive. If you, can, if you have hope, you'll make it another day. I didn't want to be dishonest. I just wanted you to see the power of hope. Dear friend, the word hope in this book is the most exciting word to me in all of the Bible because what it says is God's made a promise. I don't know how he will perform it. I don't know when he will perform it in my life, but by faith I believe that he will and I'll let him do it in his own way and in his own time. And I want to say today we must keep our minds and our, our focus on our purpose in life. We don't want to talk about the things that are negative and what we may not have and the difficulties of life. Let's hold on to the promises of the Word of God. And the very worst thing can happen to us is the trumpet of God's sound and us taken to heaven together or even go by way of death to that place in eternity called heaven. Friends, we're victors either way. We need to have an attitude of victory. Daniel read the book of Jeremiah. Daniel was in part of the captivity there in Babylon. But as he read the book of Jeremiah, he began to proclaim to the people, captivity is only 70 years. And we're at the end of captivity. And that hope, that message of hope from the writing of Jeremiah gave to those captives the strength and the courage and uh, they did come to the end of the captivity and they did go back to a time of prosperity. I want to say this morning, dear friend, look at your purpose in life. Look at those children. Look at those grandchildren. Look at our city and the number of children and teenagers. I was talking uh, to uh, uh, one of our elected officials that's quite powerful in our state uh, this past week. And we were talking about the fact, we, we were talking about our bus ministries, what we were talking about. And, and, and he was saying, we spend so much money in helping folks get off drugs. He said, we got to do something to invest in children to tell them there's a purpose in life. And he was talking about the importance of vocational school and the importance of young men uh, and young ladies learning skill and young men learning trade. And he said, it just to go to school is not purpose, but if they learn a skill and learn a trade, that's exactly what the Bible says. I don't live to live. I live because of God's will. I live because of purpose in life. The Bible says of the Lord Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. I say this morning, get your eyes on God's will for your life. Get your eyes on the purpose of living. I give you the second thing. We ought to act like the person we desire to become. We ought to act like the purpose we desire to come, to become. To think positively, we ought to act positively. 
Most wait until they feel like it before they take action. What we ought to do is take action before we feel like it or whether we feel like it or not. There's too much said of motivation today. We need to put more emphasis on just obedience. Quit waiting for somebody to motivate and just be obedient. I'm saying we ought to act like the person we desire to become. By putting desires into action, you can establish a habit of thinking not just positively, but thinking by faith. Some have said we need the power of positive thinking. I said I've got something better than that. I've got the power of a positive God. I'm not hoping in hope. I'm hoping in Christ. I'm not wishing in wishes. I'm wishing in Christ. I'm, I have faith and faith in him. It's an interesting story when Saul was rejected as being king. Samuel the prophet wept. He spent the night weeping and God said to him, Samuel, he said, I want you to get up. I don't want you to mourn. I've chosen another king. Now, if you know the story, Daniel goes to the house of Jesse. He anoints David as the next king, but there's no announcement as to why he has anointed him. There is some fear. In fact, he didn't even tell Jesse why he was there. He just knew that he had been anointed by the prophet for a special, specific reason. As I understand it, it is nearly 30 years from the time David is anointed to the time that he sits down on the throne. You know what the Bible says of David four different times between the time of that special meeting with the prophet and the day became king? The Bible says, and David behaved himself wisely. And David behaved himself wisely. And David behaved himself wisely. You know what he did? He started acting like a king before he was the king and he became the king. I'm a victor. I may not be standing and hearing him say now, well done, but I look forward to that day and time that I hear my Savior say, well done. I don't want to wait till I feel like it. I want to go ahead and act like it right now. I want to be what God wants me to be. I don't want to wait till God drops success in a box and hits me over the head. I am successful. I am a child of God. I am a child of the King. God does have a will for my life how we need to think positively. And when I say that, I'm talking about by faith in the promises of God. Then I want to say number three in connection to that, we must cultivate a life of faith. We have to cultivate our faith. Cultivate our faith. You don't, you don't just put seed in the ground. Uh, you, you have to cultivate it. You have to pull the weeds out. You have to pay attention to make sure there's uh, water. And you have to cultivate it, the Bible says in Romans 1, verse number 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. I'm saying this morning, cultivate a life of faith. You, you, you can't get enough faith just in church on Sunday morning. You need to read your Bible in the morning, cultivate that seed, that truth of faith that you have. Husband and wife, you need to read the Word of God. This book is a living seed. This is not a science book. This is not a math and an English book, though it is perf uh, perfect to end those things. This is the living Word of God. When I put this book in my life, I'm planting seeds of life and joy and gladness. Cultivate. A life of hope. Brother Ronnie plan, uh, plowed an area of our field back here for sunflowers. We've had them back there a couple of years. I, I, I like to look at them. They're beautiful. 
had it known till this recent war that it is the flower of Ukraine, and uh, but, but it's a beautiful flower. And uh, but you don't you don't just you don't just till the ground, you don't just plant the seed. You got to make sure it's fertilized. You have to make sure it's cared for. Listen to me. Cultivate your faith. You're not going to have victory just sitting there hoping victory is going to hit you in the head. You have victory by deciding, I'm going to have an attitude of victory. I'm a child of the king. I'm going to say number four. What I'm going to say is tough. Because it's not normal. It's not natural in life. And it's not our culture. But we have to look for the best. We have to look for the good in life and in others. We, we, we have to decide to look for the good. We have to decide to look for the best in others. Reporters make a living telling you all the bad news and exaggerating it. Our, our nature, we, we, I don't know why we like to hear bad news. That's what the news is all about. They're looking for something bad. The Bible says this in Philippians 2, 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. You, you, you know what my nature wants? My nature wants me to always compare myself and find a thing that I'm better than this person so I meet this person, I feel good about life because I'm better than him in, and I can't think of anything right now. He sings bass. He's a school teacher. I don't know. I'll, let me go to this guy. And, uh, but, but my nature, it wants to compare. That's just the way our nature is. But if we're going to have the attitude of a victor, we have to understand there's value in that person. And there's value in that person. And together we can make a difference for the cause of Christ. I wrote an article for the Sword of the Lord newspaper this past week, and uh, I, I talked about the value of a layman. And I talked about the fact that folks know my name as a pastor of the church, but I don't drive 24 buses on Sunday. I don't drive five vans. I don't sing in 85 places in the choir. I don't serve in 10 security positions. I did sure don't stay in the nursery. That's why I surrendered to preach. I didn't want to stay in the nursery. You know who does that? Everybody on the team. We all do that, and together. We don't look at a building out there and say, one man did that, we did that as a team. Folks, hear me well. The attitude of a victor sees the good in others. We can't focus on the bad. An old preacher who's in heaven now, he said to me, he said, every man knows something I don't know, hence every man is my teacher. Many tend to take attitude for granted. Many tend to think, well, there's nobody, you, we hear this all the time, nobody wants to do right. Nobody wants to work. Well, now somebody works. There may be a few lazy folk, and there are. But I'm not going to quit enjoying life. I, I have folks everywhere say to me, because I write about the bus ministry in America, they'll say to me, the bus ministry's dying. I said, I've had folks died in our town Last night, there's an obituary column every day, but I'm not going to turn myself into the funeral home because uh -uh, somebody else died. Well, sure, dying is a part of life. Yes, there are bus ministries that have died, but let me tell you about a church that's helped to start 50 bus ministries in the last two years. 
I got a text message this morning, about several this week, got one this morning from Francisco Arache that came to visit our camp as a teenager. And Brother Smith, you've heard me tell the story. He preached on, what are you going to do with your life? Why don't you give your life to God to serve God? He came to Bible college. He went to Irapuato, Mexico and planted a church. Their goal this week is to win 1,000 people to Christ and see 100 baptized. He sent me pictures already this week of 30 people following the Lord in baptism. We had a little bit to do with that by seeing the good in a teenager and having a camp that says you can make a difference. You ought to make a difference with your life. Give your life to God. And that's why we have the camp so they can hear there's a reason, there's a purpose to live. You don't look at the world and say, well, there's no hope. You look at the world and say, that world needs more hope and I'm going to be that hope by the grace of God. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Now folks, I know you. The majority of you here, I know you. And, and many of you, I've been your pastor for a long time. I know what your hurts and I know what your burdens are. I know what your struggles are. I'm not talking about an imaginary attitude of victory. I know the folks that have faced sickness and death. There are families here that have multiple people in their church dealing with cancer right now. And life is not easy, but I can't have victory unless I have an attitude of a victory. I'm not talking about faith in me. I'm talking about faith in him. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Mr. Frankel said, they can take my food, they can take my comforts, they can take my clothes and shame me, but they cannot choose my attitude to respond. And I will get out of this place and I will tell the story of victory and for the rest of his life until a few years ago he traveled the world telling folks you can have victory if you just have the attitude of victory and more than that dear friend we have more than a wish and a hope we have an entire book of promises that we can claim victory Last of all, I want to say, if I can't change the situation, I'm going to have to change me to make it through the situation. You know what the Bible says of Joseph? Potiphar bought him as a slave. He could have said, wow, <laughs> this is a far cry from being a world leader. I'm a slave of one man. It's a far cry from what my dream was. That's what he could have said, but he didn't. You know what he did? He served him to the best of his ability, and here's what the Bible says. God blessed the entire house of Potiphar because of Joseph's attitude and work. Then Joseph is falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. He ends up in prison. He could have said, well, if that wasn't bad enough, here I find myself in prison. A fine world leader I am, sitting in prison, having conversation with a common butler and a common baker and a common everything else. And here, no, that's not what he did. You know what he did? He had an attitude of victory. I still believe that promise God made me. 
Joseph became a world leader and he saved his nation and every other nation. And that's not just the Bible, that is history. Attitude makes a difference. Here's what the Bible says. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Stand with me if you will. Heads are bowed, or eyes are closed. Some of you are going through a tough time today. Some of you are going to go back to a hospital room or clinic. You're going to take another cancer treatment. You're going to go back for another doctor's visit. You're going to go back for another marriage counseling session. Back to another meeting trying to help your children overcome. And the devil wants to say to you, there's no hope. But if we today will say, I'm a child of the king, and I'm going to behave like one all week long. I may get knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. I may have some tough times, but this is how conquerors overcome the tough times by faith in God. Now, there's some here today that you're not yet saved, You've not yet accepted Christ and you're putting it off. Every time you put it off, you're hardening your heart against God. Please don't do that. Trust Christ today. If you're here today and you do not know heaven is your home and Christ is your Savior. When he sings the invitation song, you ought to step out of your seat. One of these, let one of these men or ladies show you I can know for sure heaven is your home. You Maybe a Christian this morning, you're discouraged, depressed, defeated. Maybe you need to find a place at this altar and say, I'm changing my attitude right now. I'm putting my faith in Christ. I'm claiming my position as a child of the King, and I'm going to act like one. Heavenly Father, help us today. It's not easy, not even having the attitude, let alone winning, but we can. We can, we can. May we go away today with a renewed vision of our purpose in life and saying, I will have the attitude of a victor. Bless our invitation in Jesus' name. Amen. As he sings on the invitation.